everyone in podcast listening land. I'm Karen Devaney. And I'm Ann Barner. And, and we're, we're sisters. Welcome to Sugarcoated Murder, where we'll discuss and probably inappropriately laugh about and comment on yep, one of our favorite subjects, murder. murder. Oh, and we love to bake. And why not combine our two favorite subjects? Baking and killers. Hello, Karen Devaney. Hello, Ann Bonna. How's Ann it with an E. <laughs> Marner E. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I am very, very excited today because I'm taking on a challenge. Nice. So, um, it's always good to challenge yourself in the kitchen. I think sometimes we get set in, you know, the recipes that we make all the time. Yes. And occasionally it's good just to boost your confidence and step outside your comfort zone. I agree. And it's also really good for your brain. And yes. we're at the age where we really need to worry about yes. our brain health. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, um, I'm going to be noisy for a while, and I apologize, but this is a several-step process. I am making a French silk pie. Oh, my word. So I'm so of, excited. That is one of my all-time favorite pies. Me, too. Yeah. And I've always dreamed of being able to make it, mm. and I've never really been adventurous enough to do it. Yeah. So now I'm just throwing all caution to the wind. It may or may not turn out. We'll see. We'll let you know if it doesn't yeah, turn out. Yeah, because, <laughs> because, I mean, we should be upfront honest with everything that we cook. So, so anyway, to be honest with you, if you get the ingredients right and it's not scrambled eggs, it, that's good. But that is we're, we're the good. absolute thing that I fear the most. The tempering of the eggs. Yes, because yeah. you, you've got chocolate that you heat up. You melt your chocolate. You have whipping cream that you whip up into stiff peaks, and you have tempered eggs and sugar and they all have to cool to the right temperature before you add one to the other like you have to cool the eggs before you put it in the chocolate right and then you have to cool that to a certain point so that you can add your whipped cream right so that that doesn't break i mean it really is kind of very technical it's a little bit technical and i'm a little bit nervous and and you even have to use a a thermometer to yes to get it the right temperature nice yes so it's going to be an adventure it will be right now i'm melting chocolate so it's going to be and when i do it in the microwave i never want to scorch my chocolate so i do it at 20 or 30 second yeah intervals and then i stir 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 yeah so you're going to hear that going off a little bit just everybody ignore it no that's what i'm doing and i'm not heating up a hot pocket <laughs> and um we're we are Drinking some Bloody Marys we are. today. We're, Thank we're you. enjoying some Bloody Marys. Last night, um, I hosted a... It was a cook-in. A cook-in. Definitely yeah. a cook-in. Um, last night for the 4th of July, and Anne came, and my kids came, and my daughter's boyfriend, and of course my husband is always invited because he lives with me, and um, my dogs were there. So, <laughs> we did a little shindig, and I... Gave my, my sister a Bloody Mary. It was so good. I asked for another one today. <laughs> yes, they're very good. So we're drinking some Bloody Marys. We and are, we're using, um, if I'm not mistaken, you're using the, the Charleston Bloody Mary mix. Yes, it's bold, and it's the Charleston Bloody Mary it's mix. It's really, it's very really good. good. I know that Total Wines sells it. Yes. It'd be nice if they would sponsor us. It would be. We'll have to get in touch with them and find out what's yeah, the problem. Yeah, because I would drink it every single time we record. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with That's it. That's exactly so, right. 
And we're using Tito's Vodka today if they wanted oh, to sponsor right. us. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to be, we'll have to give them a shout out on social media and see if we can get in touch with them. Yeah, that'd be great. If anybody has any hookups in those two companies, let us know. Yeah, for sure. So I assume you're going to talk about murder. I am. I am. I'm going to okay. talk about murder while you do magic in my kitchen. I'm so excited. I'm glam it up in the kitchen today. I have 100% confidence that you will be fine. I have, mm, I blame you real good. Yeah. I have 100% confidence that I will have something made. Mm -hmm. I will tell people that we pre-baked, we pre-did the crust part. Yeah, we didn't do a homemade crust. We didn't do a homemade crust and we went ahead and pre-baked it because it has to chill for quite a long time because it has to be cold when you put the ingredients in because what I didn't know about French soap pie is all the ingredients get cooked before it gets put in the pie shell. Right. So then it just has to And then it just cool. has to cool. And right. it actually has to cool overnight, a minimum of six hours. So what will probably happen is we'll take a pause, and tomorrow we'll probably taste this pie and add it on to the right. podcast. <laughs> Through the magic of the pause. Don't button. be fooled. I'll be down in her apartment at 10 o'clock tonight. I have pie. a feeling that the pie is going to be here, but I'm going to put an alarm on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You don't have enough space in your freezer. I don't have enough freezer space because oh, I had no. a meat delivery. So oh, no. I got pork loins out the yin yang, and I oh, don't wow. have any. Um, I don't have any space for. What this kind stuff. of meat delivery did you get? I do. Um, hello, Butcher Box. If you want to sponsor <laughs> us, <laughs> you do Butcher Box. I do Butcher Box. I don't do it. I do it just ad hoc as needed. I'm right. not on a schedule. Right. Um, the last time that I did it, I did all beef and pork. Right. Uh, it, it's a lot of pork, a little bit of beef. I think I got two steaks out of the whole thing. But did you I got, like their steaks? I do like their steaks. I didn't think I was going to like it, but um, I actually loved it. It's grass-fed, organic. Right. It's nice. really nice. I made those the other night. I made Greek steak, and it was just delicious. I couldn't believe how well they turned out. Oh, good. I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah. And then I also got big packs of, like, four packs of beef tips. Oh, wow. So, I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a beef stroganoff. Adventure it to does. Me. It really and then does. I got some brown pork. I got one beef roast, I think, one pork roast, and then I got probably five of the smaller pork loins. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a whole lot. Oh, and I also got hamburger, but I gave that to our boys. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Very good. It's grass fed hamburger. It's very good. Good. But I gave I gave a pack to the boys a while. That was back. nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm gonna get so started on my go. murder. You make the magic happen in the kitchen and we'll happen. see what happens in the end. Yes. All right, so just before nine o'clock on the night of July eighteenth, two thousand eight, there was a phone call placed to the Gwinnett County nine one one. Gwinnett County. Gwinnett County is in Duluth, Georgia. Okay. The caller said that a lady who was sitting in her car had just been shot by a man wearing khaki-colored pants and a white T-shirt with green sleeves. He could see that the woman was still moving, so he thought she was still alive, but the man had taken off in her gold-colored car. When the medics arrived at the scene, they found the woman laying on the ground covered in blood. They rushed her to the hospital and left the police to comb through the evidence. The problem was the only evidence was the woman's blood-soaked clothes. That's it. There was no ID on the woman. There were no shell casings on the ground. Clearly, the crime scene had driven away 
with the man in the gold car. Wow. Isn't that awful? So no idea. They have no idea who this is. They don't even know is. who she is. So they can't get her next of kin right. to tell them there is an issue. Exactly. That's scary. So the police fan out and start looking for eyewitnesses who might have seen what happened. And they find someone at the bus stop that's close to the scene. A bus driver had been waiting to start her route. And she said the car had been sitting parked for several minutes when a man appeared, walked to the driver's side of the car, started yelling profanities, pulled out a gun, shot the driver, pulled the woman out of the car, and then he backed out of the lot and drove away. So, so there was an argument. Th there was some sort of a, an argument, yes. Okay. So the bus driver gave the same description of the shooter that the 911 caller gave. It was a man in khaki pants with a white shirt and green sleeves. Those green sleeves are standing out. <laughs> exactly. The shooting had taken place at a strip mall, so police started looking for surveillance <laughs> I video. I say a strip club. Strip club, no. Strip mall. Okay. Which is kind of weird because it's, you know, really busy, right? Busy, and usually they have security cameras and right. lit parking lots. Right, right. So the police start going along looking for anybody who might have surveillance video, not just on the outside of the building, but also inside in case the man had gone in before or after the shooting to a store because they felt like somebody with a white shirt with green sleeves might stand out a bit. Mm-hmm. You would think. So um, as they're fanning out and looking for a store with a surveillance camera, the lead detective gets a call notifying him that the victim didn't make it. Oh, wow. Now, that remember, they still don't know who this woman is because she had no ID on, on her when they found her. She had suffered a single gunshot that entered through her side, blew through her lung, her diaphragm, oh and her gosh. stomach. One shot. Wow. One shot. It's like the shot that killed JFK. Exactly. Six hours after the shooting, police received a missing persons report. I love this woman's name. Camelia Coleman. Oh, Camelia. Camelia. Called to say that her sister, Janaya, oh. had disappeared. She hadn't shown up to pick her daughter from work, mm. to pick her daughter up from work at 11, and no one could reach her by phone. And Camelia said it was completely out of character for Janaya to not be in touch with people. Wow. She told police that she'd spoken to Janaya that night. And that she, Janiah, had gone and parked close to the bus station to use the free Wi-Fi oh. while she waited to pick her daughter up. Okay. Of course, the location rings sets off alarm bells for the police, and now they know who their victim is. So police go and they meet with Camelia, and they look at a picture of Janiah and listen to a description of her car, and now they know, okay, this is who we have. They tell Camelia at that point that Janiah had been shot, taken to the hospital, and unfortunately had passed away. Oh, I hate that. I know. Janiah Coleman was her name, 40 years old. She was the mother of three adopted children. She was a beloved school teacher. She had served in the military and was an active member in her church. She'd been planning to open a preschool in the community within the next several months. While sitting at Camellia's dining room table, one of the detectives entered Janiah's license plate into a database to see if it had been flagged for anything. Almost immediately, um, a notice pops up and 
there's a report and it says an off-duty police police officer had noticed a car park parking in a parking lot of a closed strip mall. The man gets out and then walks away. But the off-duty police officer approaches him and tells him that, you know, you can't park here because all the stores are closed. No parking on the dance floor, No parking, mister. So the man, who's on his cell phone at the time, gets back into the car and drives away. But the off-duty police officer thinks there's something up with him and decides to run the tags on the car and puts in a report. But when he runs the tags and puts in his report, they've not yet entered the information about Janiyah's carjacking. Oh. Um, so police go to the area where that whole thing had taken place, and mm-hmm. they actually find Janiyah's car a mile from where the off-duty officer had seen it. Police examine the car, they dust for fingerprints, and they look for any DNA evidence. And then the car is transported to a crime lab. They find unknown fingerprints on the driver's side door. Like, if somebody comes up to your car and they kind of lean in, they've got their hand maybe oh, up yeah. on the top and yep. maybe down at the bottom. So it wasn't on the necessarily part where you open the door. Right, right, But right. like he, somebody had leaned on the car. Okay. Lean, 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 A little lean, 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 lean. Okay. Um, this is the best part to me of this this whole terrible story. Oh. Because the detective describes this as the breath of God. The breath of God? The breath of God. Is that because he Evidently, the killer had smoked a cigarette oh. and flipped it out the window. <gasps> and unbeknownst to him... The damn butt flew back in the window and landed underneath the driver's side seat. Oh, DNA? DNA. I love DNA. The breath of God. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. it. DNA on a smoked cigarette butt. That's right, girl. So, now they've got fingerprints, some DNA. And they put that DNA evidence into the CODIS database, but of course there's no match. Of course. Um, and I guess what happens with CODIS is you put your DNA information in, and if there's something recent that's been put in, it will kind of give you like a quick pop back that says, okay, you got a match. Uh-huh. And then the system continues to, to break everything down and investigate further. And that yeah. can take months, even years. Usually it's like, it's like based on locality. So if you get a quick match, it's usually either something that's been recently put in or something that is um, in your, like kind of in your locality. Right. Otherwise. And it starts to spread out and look for things. Right. So there's no match when they put the information in the CODIS database. Then they put the fingerprints in the database, but there's no match. So they turn back to surveillance cameras from the closest convenience store to the to the crime scene. Uh-huh. And bingo. They see a man fitting the killer's description, khaki pants, white shirt, green sleeves, come in and buy a 20-ounce beer. He leaves and comes back a few minutes later and buys another 20-ounce beer. No, oh, so one wasn't enough. No, he's got 40 ounces of beer Good. within 30 minutes. He's playing Edward 40 ounce games. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that game is the college, the college kids played. I've never, 
every 40 ounce or something. Right. Yeah. So then he, he leaves, and then and a little bit later he comes back, and he buys a pack of cigarettes. Well, luckily this surveillance has sound on it, and the investigators hear the man ask for Bronson Light Longs. I've never heard of Bronson Light Longs, but it's a it's a brand. Cause okay. I think probably the big, big, biggest thing with us is that we grew up in you know the Richmond, Virginia area, mm-hmm. and Philip Morris is a really big cigarette company around here. So maybe we don't see all the different brands. But yeah, could have been. I've not heard of that particular brand of cigarette. Not that I'm a smoker. No, but we had smokers <laughs> in our family. Right. So, luckily enough, they they get a match with that Bronson Light. Yeah. And you doing all right over there? I'm good. I'm okay. good. There's just a lot going on. Yeah. A, I know. I don't have a double broiler. My pants aren't the right size, and she's trying to use a whisk and, and a candy thermometer. A candy and thermometer. I can't touch the bottom of this pan. Okay. Could you maybe pause and just come sure. help me? Yeah, I'm going to pause and see if I can help her out I need a little. Third hand. And we're back. We're back. I know. It, I mean, I'm just saying teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, my Lord. No. That's <laughs> 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 Labor of love, but it's going to be worth it. Yes. Yeah, so I'll refresh myself with some blood. Yes, blood. please do. All right, so this is where I left off. The man came in. He brought the Bronson Light Long cigarettes. Mm-hmm. It matched the butt that they had found under the car, and they knew this was their man. Okay. So they decided to release the videotape to the public, hoping to find the man. We're going to get you. We're going to get you. So they release it. They got zero hits. Oh, my gosh. Nobody called the tip line. So now they're a month into the search for Janiah's killer. And they have fingerprints, DNA, and a picture. And that seems like a lot, but it's really not a lot because if you don't have the person to match all of that to, you got nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's good that they've got those things, but this is going to be like finding a needle in a haystack. So a little more than a year passes. Um, and they, the detective on the case, Gets a call. They now have a match in CODIS. Oh. Yeah, some new DNA had been entered trout. No. No. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. So they've got a hit. CODIS comes back. There's newly entered DNA. So they've got the match. They're going to go find the dude. Guy's name, Donald Smith. Well, Donald. So... Investigators pull Donald Smith's file, and he's got quite a nasty criminal history. Well, <laughs> including surprise, surprise. Right, including bank robbery and armed robbery. So it's not a stretch to think he could carjack and murder someone, right? Absolutely. Right. So they pull up his mugshot, and they can't help but notice the striking. Sorry, I'm sorry. Really. I know, but I'm just trying to get all this. I understand. Whoop cream off of here. So, uh, there's a very similar, there, there's a striking resemblance between the man on the videotape and Donald's mugshot. So, oh. now they're like, we got you, man. It would be really convenient if Donald had on a white shirt with green sleeves and his actual mugshot. I know, that would be helpful, wouldn't it? Oh, but no. So, they find, they find, they get it, find so, I'm going to take a sip of Bloody Mary. Up that tongue with some Bloody Ooh. Mary. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yay. So they find Donald's cell phone number, mm -hmm. and they trace it to see if it had been active near the crime scene and the site where Janiah's abandoned car had turned up. And it had been. It had pinged off the towers right where Janiah was murdered huh. and where the car was abandoned. So they've got a super solid case against old Donald. We got you, Donald. Donald, Donald come and to carry you home. That's right. Investigators pick Donald up and arrest him for Janiah's murder. Donald. Of course, Donald said, Sorry. it wasn't me. No. He says, I've never seen that lady or that car, mm -mm. and I ain't never killed anybody no, in my life. ain't never. And never. And all killers tell the truth. Never ever did I kill anybody. Never ever. So detectives are like, okay, roll the video. So they play the surveillance video for Donald, and he says, dude, that's not me. I don't even own a shirt that looks like that. Okay, Donald. It's not me. So then detectives lay out all the evidence. They say, listen, dude, We've got your DNA. We've got your fingerprints. There's just, there's no way, no how that it's not you. It's you. They give him a polygraph and he fails miserably, especially well, when they ask him the question, do you know who killed Janiah? So when they tell him he failed, Donald is visibly shaken. Because he thought he was a good liar. And he says, do you mind if I take a cigarette break? Right. Okay. I mean, you know. He's got some Bronsons. People got to smoke. So the detective says, sure, have a cigarette. Donald pulls out his cigarette, and they notice that he's smoking aqua blues. Excuse me? Aqua blues. Evidently, this is a type of cigarette that you roll yourself. Oh, that's fancy. So this is like the first little thing. And, and they're, they're, like, rah, rah. they're like, okay, well, maybe he changed brands, right? Because that happens. Um, Donald is really starting to shake in his boots, and he's mm -hmm. very clearly upset. And he takes uh -huh. a deep breath, and he says, man, I lied to you. Really? I oh, do, my gosh. I do know the man on that videotape. Uh-oh. Brace yourself. That man is my twin brother it's the evil twin oh my god evil twin it's my twin they, brother they exist oh what donald smith in fact has an identical twin brother named ronald no uh lord ronald of mercy. donald lord of mercy ronald mcdonald is <laughs> that what he means ronald mcdonald well here's the problem with identical twins they have same DNA. identical DNA. But Hold not identical fingerprints. Yeah. But listen, one of these jerks murdered Janiah. It's one of them. Now they got to figure out who did it. So, of course, identical twins have identical DNA, but they do not have identical fingerprints because God said, uh, no. That's, I'm not letting people get away with all the kinds of shit. So, people are going to have different fingerprints. There are no two alike. I'm sure there are somewhere, and somebody will prove me wrong, but for the sake of this story, no two fingerprints are alike. So they are talking to Ronald, and they have him in his, they have him in an interrogation room. He hands over the cell phone. Well, it turns out that he actually has the cell phone on him that was the cell phone that pinged in the area where Janiah was How murdered. How convenient. Right. So... 
Ronald takes out a cigarette and he lights one up, and by golly, it's a Bronson light. Oh, ooh, Ronald, you are Ronald, do you got on a shirt with green sleeves. Yes. They take his prints, and when you know, they match the prints from the car. Ronald is going down. Good. They've got audio, video, fingerprints, and a cigarette match. Now they need a confession. So the de detective puts a picture of Janiah on the table and walks out of the room. Ronald picks up the picture and starts to apologize, saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, calls her beautiful. And when the detective comes back in, he says, guilty. Wow. Yep. February 5th, 2010, Ronald was arrested and charged with Janiah's murder. Slam dunk, right? I mean, it seems like it. Hell no. Uh, no. No. Even though Ronald said guilty, when he got to court, he said, not, not guilty. guilty. He told the court it wasn't me, it was Donald. He well, said he, he was trying throwing his brother under the bus. He said he was trying to protect his brother, and that's why he said he did it. He said his fingerprints are on the car because he helped Donald clean after Janiah had been murdered. <gasps> that is so rude. He's so yeah. Yeah. His attorney was trying to throw that jury for a loop is what yeah, they were doing. Loop. They wanted to make sure there was reasonable doubt. Yeah, well now, I hope they didn't fall for it. Well the jury said, Oh hell no, Ronald. Oh no. <laughs> you are most definitely I guilty. Mean, who do you think you are trying to make us look <laughs> You are guilty of malice murder. Malice murder. Of um of hijacking a vehicle and of possession of a firearm. So bye Felicia. Bye for Donald. I mean for Ronald. <laughs> you get life in prison plus 25 years. And he should get a lot more for Ryan about his twin. <laughs> like that's just that's the worst part of this story. I except know. for Janaya. Is that her name? Yes. Jan I love that name. Isn't that nice? Yes. Janiah. I like Janiah, but I, I mean she got the worst of it. But she after did. that part of the the investigation part, yeah. his twin got the worst of it. Yeah, and her family was devastated. I mean, this is a woman oh, who's really gosh. doing great things in the community. Well, I mean, first of all, I would hope any family would be devastated to lose their loved one, but it's even worse when it's a person who is a do-gooder. Right. Like, you just think about all the lives they could have touched. Right. And they're not going to be able to. I mean, that's just rude. So, on July 13th, 2013, Janiah's family opened the Janiah Coleman Excellence Academy. Nice. Um, it's a preschool academy. Aww. They opened it with her mother is in Indiana. Elkhart, Indiana is the location. What is it? Elkhart, okay. Indiana. That's where her mom lives. Um, and that school is up and running. I did check out their website. There is a place on there if you feel like you want to do it, you can make a donation to oh, the school. Oh, that's wonderful. So, um, that's nice. Yeah, they, they're, when I checked yesterday, they're still up and running, so... Good job on, I love it. on putting together a true legacy of love from that family. Yeah. Then they can... That really speaks volumes about the person that they lost. That yeah. they go that extra mile to make sure that her legacy is preserved. Yes. So... so. Just I hope that somebody wrong that's place, listening wrong to us will make a donation to that school. Maybe one of our potential sponsors. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe yeah. if we get sponsored, we could make a small donation to the school. But yes. it needs to be sponsored. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Absolutely. So, wow. we're going to take a pause. Listen, I got to tell you where I am with this pie. Okay. Where are you? Okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm getting ready to mix the the eggs that my sugar sister had to help me with. Um, <laughs> we had to get them up to 160, and now they've cooled for 10 minutes, and I'm going to combine them into the melted chocolate. Ooh, yummy. Okay. And once I do that, then I'm going to add the creamed butter and sugar. Right. And then I'm going to, it's going to cool for another five or 10 minutes. Uh -huh. And then I'm going to fold in the, um, the, that, the, the, the whipped, whipped stuff. So I have the whip, I have the whipped cream. That's no sugar and it's just plain cream whipped to, 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 to peaks. peaks. Okay. Yeah. So then I'll fold that in. Right. And then once that's all folded together, we pour it into the pie plate, into the pie crust. Right. And then we wrap it in plastic wrap and that's what has to go in the refrigerator overnight. Yeah. Very Not the exciting. freezer, the refrigerator. Very refrigerator. exciting. Yeah. yeah, that whole egg situation, y'all, that was something. Well, I just think part of it is we didn't have the, the right tools. We don't have a double thing. boiler, so we yeah. were using two pans. And I think that this thermometer that we have is like a Megalodon thermometer. What? <laughs> it's huge. And usually, like, if, if we get a smaller one, see that clip? Yeah. You'd be able to clip it to the pan. That that that's what that's I for. That clip could move up and down. Does it not move up and it down? Does, but that would just look. Yeah. We really suffered through. Yeah, we did. That's okay. That's all right. We're but all we'll right. know next time to clip it to the to the. Yeah, this is the first time we've ever used a candy thermometer, so yes, I think we're, we're doing good we are, just to know where to put it. We talk a big story, but we're novice bakers. We, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we have fun baking. That's that's I, the reason yeah. that we want to include that's it. That's the only reason that we do because yeah. baking means love for yeah. us. So. I'm just so happy we don't have scrambled eggs. To we go don't the have pie. scrambled eggs, and I think we killed all the bacteria. Oh my god! Look at us go. So, so far, so good. So, so we're gonna take a pause while yes. she folds and. And yeah. refrigerates, and then she's going to come back and tell us a saucy little murder, too. Oh, a saucy girl. All right, please hold. We're back, Sugar. Yes, we are. We folded and <laughs> blended and prayed over. We creamed and oh. folded and mixed and folded. Yes, and, and now it's in the refrigerator. Yes, and but we have a little teeny tiny bit left that it wouldn't all fit in the pot. Oh, for us. So my sister... Because she's a genius, has put it in a little ramekin for us each, and then we've got a little dollop of Cool Whip because we don't have any whipped cream made yet. We're just not sufferers, y'all. We just don't we suffer. Just don't suffer. No, we don't. We don't deny. No, we don't deny ourselves. No. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to talk about murder. Yes, and not just any murder. This <gasps> is a murder. Oh, so like for real? For real? Um, I As don't know. the ones we do that aren't for real? I've never heard of any fake murders. But I don't right. know. Anyway, so this happens in Vienna, Austria. So last week I did one in Italy. Wow, you're still I'm still the over there because I need a vacay. Yeah. So I'm still over there. I'm in Vienna, Austria. I don't know. Is Vienna, Austria a good place to vacation? I mean, why wouldn't it? I think it'd be scenic. I don't know. The only thing I know anything about is like military bases over there. No, I think it's really, um, I think it's really scenic and beautiful over there. Fantastic. Yeah. You go and let me know how it goes. I'll let you know. Thanks. So I'm going to, so this, um, this has to do with this lady. You know, I'm going to really murder these uh. names. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and murder this lady's name to get started. Her name is Goyd Sargi, okay. Estebalas, Carranza, 
Zabala. Oh my God, I think I know her. I, I mean, you can't, you if, you if you know anybody by that name, it can only be one. I'm pretty sure I know her. She, thank God, goes by Esty. And that's what I will, <laughs> that, that is how I shall refer to her. So. Yeah, that's what I call her. Yes, Esty. Well, because you're one of her friends. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to be her friend. Uh -oh. So, um, well, I kind of do. Because she owns and runs a local ice cream parlor. Oh, yeah. Look at Esty go. Go, Esty go. <laughs> go, Esty. So, Esty and her husband had opened this ice cream parlor um, early in 2007, 2008. Um, he had invested some of his own money in it in support of his wife's new venture. But not long after the ice cream parlor opened, Esty's husband stopped coming around the ice cream parlor, so... Oh, um, maybe he didn't like the flavors. Yeah, well, if you only have, like, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, uh, people aren't going to come. Right. I don't know. So, anyway, she told friends and acquaintances that he had gone to India to join a meditation group, and he would be gone for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, oh. he's on a meditation journey. Yeah. So, in 2010, her hubby had still not come home from India. Oh, he's got a lot of meditation. He's still meditating, <laughs> He's got a lot to meditate he's about. Got, he's still yes. thinking. So, Esty starts dating, mm -hmm. which, I mean, he's gone for almost two years. Why wouldn't you? I would. Yeah. So, um, she starts dating an Austrian refrigerator salesman. Oh, now that's convenient. How convenient. You get a little she's discount. Smart. She's smart. She's a very smart woman. So, she's very resourceful. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, that relationship didn't last as long as she had hoped, and they broke up in 2010. Oh, man. Yes. So, did next, they go on a retreat, too? No, they, <laughs> they just broke up. Okay. Like, they just broke up. So, anyway, that's good. I just tasted that, and that's yummy, if I have to say so myself. So, next door to the ice cream parlor is a hair salon. Ew. Well, it's not in the ice cream parlor, Shoko. I still think it's going to get in the ice cream. It's not. Listen, it might. remember in Richmond, there was a really great barbecue place that shared, like, the same building as a tire center. Very true. <laughs> and we didn't have a problem with that barbecue. Very true. Very true. So, I'm just saying, it had a smoky flavor. I did. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, it was in a building that it housed many storefronts, but it was like an old building. So right. they shared a cellar, but then it was parsed out into different stores. Right. So next door was a hair salon. And um, in July of 2011, the salon owner hired a bricklayer to do some brick repair work for her. Right. Like around the foundation and stuff of, the, of her store. So he had to go down into the cellar that they shared to do some prep work for what he was doing. And when he's down there, he stumbles upon two large buckets filled with cement. So he's trying to move them out of the way. Oh. And he's like, God, these things are heavy. So your dog needs to have, uh, I mean, the he's better. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I did say last week. You're having some sort of a hissy fit. He has made one sound. You're acting like he's been crying the whole way through. He's it's, been crying the whole way. You're good. Okay. Anyway, the bricklayer um, goes in the cellar and he tries to move some buckets. Cement, right. And they're filled with cement. So, they're so happy. And he's trying to pick them up. And he notices some chunky matter mixed up in the cement. He's oh. like, what the heck is that? So, he, you know, he pulls out his flashlight because he's like, what, what am I even looking at? What am I trying to move? 
and he notices some body parts. Oh. He's like, this is not good. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, um, that's what the chunky matter was. Really? Oh, Lord. So, he quietly goes up to the salon and calls the popo. <laughs> so, a little later, Esty is in the ice cream parlor, and she notices that there's a lot of police activity, you know, around the salon. Yeah, I'm sure she's thinking, what a bunch of... Slackers that have the police call them at the hair salon. Yeah, exactly. Like, what somebody do? Try to steal a haircut? Mm -hmm. So anyway, she notices that police activity. So she just quietly closes up her ice cream parlor, packs up and leaves and goes to Italy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Time for me to go. <laughs> She's like, I'm feeling a road trip. I need to find some new flavors. <laughs> so, oh, she does. So police start to investigate the cellar. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, they find several garden containers of hardened cement with what appears to be body parts oh. mixed in. Oh, dear. So they haul those away and um, for further investigation. And then they also find a freezer, of course, because it's an ice cream parlor. Well, sure. And there are several freezers down there. Mm. And... So they're just like going through and opening the freezers, you know, to see yeah. what's in them and what stuff. Kind of and they, you got. Exactly. So one of them they opened up, and lo and behold, there's two severed heads of two men. Two. Yes, not one, but two, as well as some other body parts. Okay. So not really what you would expect. No. They weren't mixed in with the ice cream. That's the good part. No. There was a specific freezer for specific things. Well, that's good. That is very that's good. good. Although it wasn't labeled correctly. She so may somebody have passed a health inspection. She could have. Because yeah. it, was, it, it wasn't labeled, though. I think you have I to say label it. food only, non-food only. Right. And I think that was what she missed. So, she, But then it's it's Austria. I don't know what their codes are. I don't either. So. That's why I stay in the good old U.S. of A. <laughs> well, that's boring. <laughs> So, because the cellar was mainly used for storage for the ice cream parlor, and because the freezer with the heads in it was very similar to the ones with the ice cream in them, the cops decide maybe we should question the owner of the ice cream parlor. That would be smart. But they can't find her. Mm -mm. Because, like I said, she had headed out to... Headed. That's funny. Uh -huh. um, she had headed out to um, Italy. Turns out the very day that they found the containers um, of body parts, she had taken a cow oh. 300 miles away. <laughs> I'm just going to catch cow to Udine, Italy. Okay. And I think I'm saying that right, but hopefully if I'm not, somebody will just very gently correct me and say, you idiot, it's not Udine. But it seems like it would be Udine. Right. So anyway, um, that's a hell of a cab ride. 300 <laughs> miles away. Like, what do you talk about? Right. 300 miles. So... Investigators actually go and find Esty in Udine. Oh, okay. So she stopped off there and she never left. She was living, when they found her, she was living with a street musician. Oh. A, a musician. A musician. A musician. Is that what they call them there? A musician, not a magician. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he was from the street. So, anywho, she was arrested and extradited back to Austria. Okay. At the time, Esty was two months pregnant with another man's baby. Oh, Lord. Not Esty, the street she, musician's baby. She gets around. She's resourceful. She's something. <laughs> he 
also this the baby mama no the baby no. daddy also lived in Vienna Austria okay and so she gets back to Vienna and she's charged with two counts of murder right she is held without bond but her baby daddy whose name is Manfred marries her while she's in prison because he's going to do the right thing Aww. so while she's in prison awaiting trial he marries her she gives birth to their son. Okay. And um, and that was in January of 2012, and the baby is given to her parents to raise. Oh, right. I guess the baby daddy didn't really want the baby. Manfred said. He was uh, like, oh, that's kind of a sticky situation. I'm going to stay out of So while in prison, Esty confesses to the authorities. I did it. I did it. But under Austrian law. Who was it? Her husband and the refrigerator man? I don't get to that. Oh. Under Austrian law, even when there is a confession, the court must still examine all evidence. They still have a trial. Right. And then they decide, the court decides whether or not they will accept that guilty plea. Okay. Which I wish we did that here because we've had some instances where people have said, I'm guilty, when they really weren't guilty. Right. And they've been, there's been a flub up in the confession. Right, right. And maybe if they had gone through with the trial anyway, instead of just hopping to the sentencing, then right. they would uncover this person didn't really do it. Very true. So I kind of like that about Austria. So meanwhile, while the court is trying to figure out what the hell she did, the court appoints a psychiatrist to talk with Esty. <laughs> So the psychiatrist reports back to the court that Esty has been diagnosed with serious, I'm quoting here, quote, serious mental and psychological abnormalities. Oh, my. End quote. Oh, my. But she is still fit to stand trial. Okay. All right. And that psychiatrist also reports that there is a one in three chance that Esty would commit another murder if she is set free. Oh, oh no. <laughs> In case oh, you don't no. want to accept her guilty plea, let me just tell you, oh, she's going to murder no, again. Oh, no. Yes. So the media nicknames Esty the ice cream killer. Oh, I like it. Yeah, me too. So in November of 2012, they finally go to trial, and Esty addresses the court, and she says, I can't say any other, I can't say any Anything other than I'm sorry that I took Holger's, which is her husband, mm -hmm. and Manfred's, which was the boyfriend, lives. That's what she says. That's the opening statement that she says. Oh, wait. I can't say anything other than I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. So Manfred, who was the baby daddy? Yeah, she, she likes that name, Manfred. So she dated another Manfred. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So she, she she dated a Manfred and killed him. Okay. And then dated another Manfred and had a baby with him. Was that the refrigerator guy? Yes. So he she did kill the she, she killed did. the refrigerator guy. She did. And then put him in a freezer. Yeah. Oh, bitch. That's I mean, not that's nice. the irony to the end. Wow. I know. I know. So the trial lasted four days. And Esty makes a full confession, and she said that Holger was a lazy bully. <laughs> and he refused to leave in 2008, even though they were divorcing. Yeah. But neighbors told prosecutors that he was holding out to get his investment in the ice cream parlor back. Sure. All he wanted out of that divorce was what he put in. Was just the investment he made into the ice cream parlor. Right. He said he had invested 100,000 euros. Right. Okay. 
She said it was only 10000 and they they were at a stalemate. And oh. so he's like, I'm not leaving here until I get my money back. Right. So she said that one night he's on his computer, mm -hmm. and she snuck up on him and shot him in the head. Well, for heaven's sake, It's Esty. what happens. It's what happens. That's not nice. No. And then she took his body to the cellar of the ice cream parlor, mm -hmm. where she dismembered him with a chainsaw. Oh, Esty. First by beheading him. Oh, my. And then cutting his body up. Oh, dear. She planted the body parts in garden containers with cement mm. until she ran out of the um, garden containers and mm. cement. Oh, okay. And then she just said, I'm just going to put the head and the bigger body parts that don't really fit into the freezer. That makes I'll sense. I'll figure it out later. Yeah. And then she forgot about it. Oh, no. She got busy at the, at the ice cream store. Well, she also got busy with the refrigerator guy. Right, right. Yeah, right. getting the best deal she could on refrigerator yeah. freezers. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then some other dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got well, pregnant by him and then moved to Italy and found another dude. So she said that she, she did all of this in the cellar because the sound of the ice cream machines working all night oh, long right. would drown out the chainsaw. <laughs> noise oh, and so funny. she felt comfortable doing that there because she's of the noise smart. so she's making ice cream the whole time she's yeah. putting body parts yeah what flavor would you like raspberry no raspberry swirl with the eyeball <laughs> in it like what are we serving up today oh so anyway um she also took bundles bundles uh -huh. of air fresheners and put them all around the garden containers okay. and switched them out regularly so that it would hide the smell of the bodies decomposing that's but i think that smart. once you put it in cement how much does it decompose it's kind of frozen in time don't you think? i don't think so you think it still rots i do Ew. I think it turns to just gel. Gel, like it'd be gelatinous. Gelatinous. Gelatinous, Real chunky word. material. Oh that's, my a, God. that's like moist. What if you what if you moist, said gelatinous, gelatinous chunky material? Yes. That's how we describe our strawberry <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> Where is that rocky road? <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, um so then in 2010, she said that her boyfriend, Manfred, this is Manfred 1. Manfred 1, the first. Yes, they got into a drunken argument. Mm. And because she said he was cheating, and he said he wasn't cheating. Oh. And she couldn't provide proof that he was cheating, but she just knew he was cheating. And she just knew. She just knew. You know. It. When you know, you know. And he got really frustrated with her and just turned over in bed and went to sleep. Oh, my. That was a mistake. And she said when he started snoring, I pulled out my gun from under the mattress, I loaded it, and I shot him in the head. You're out, buddy. Yeah, you're out. You big cheater. You're off the island, you big snoring cheater, you. <laughs> so, and then Plus she... Plus, hard. He just needed a CPAP machine, and then maybe he, he, he might have left. Oh, man, I know. i got to go get my CPAP going again. <laughs> I'm <really> nervous. <laughs> so... If nothing else, I can use it to um, stick it up my husband's nose. Oh, snoring. oh my. <laughs> okay. So anyway, she so then she hauls him back to the ice cream cellar. Wow. And because that had worked so well before, yeah. she just does it all over again. Yeah. She goes and gets more containers, more cement, a whole lot more air fresheners. She probably doesn't even, it's probably what her ice cream comes in. You know, you got to get the big buckets to make your yeah, ice cream. Yeah, cardboard. 
These were garden containers. No, they're not cardboard. No, they're not? No. They're like plastic buckets. Yeah. But these were, I mean, they described them as garden containers. Maybe people in Austria use those as garden containers. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, um, she did everything. She made more gelatinous, um, <laughs> gelat, what did we say? Gelatinous, gelatinous moist, chunky, moist, gelatinous, gelatinous chunky, chunky matter. matter. Yes. <laughs> she made more of that. And she also severed his head and put that in the freezer. Oh, nice. Yes. So, um, her, oh, and then after that, she actually went for a manicure because she said her nails were wrecked. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, though, yes. having to deal with, like, mixing all I that cement? It. it would just really mess up your nails. So, she yeah. went for a manicure the next day. Yeah. They were a wreck. So, anyway. They must not have been having a pandemic because. <laughs> no. My nails yeah. are wrecked. I can't get them. I have to tell you, I think that would have been the least of her problems. Yeah, probably. <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't either. Esty. So, anyway, Esty ends up being sentenced to life to a mental institution. That's probably for the best. Yes. But in 2014, for some reason, she ends up getting transferred into a regular Vienna prison where she is still there today. She will never get out. Oh, God. That's a good choice. They will never get, because there's a one. And hopefully they don't have her in, on kitchen duty. I know. I, no. She, I know. She makes ice cream for everybody. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Gelatinous ice cream. So, anyway, um, she'll never get out because, remember, there's a one in three chance that <laughs> she's going to do it again. Do it again. Yeah. So, you might as well keep her in there. So. She probably got moved to the prison because she killed somebody in the insane asylum. I think that they figured out in this insane institution that she actually is pretty damn sane. Right. She's just evil. Right. And she just happens to have good resources. Yeah. And so that's probably why they moved her into the prison. My goodness. So anyway, that's my story. It was not a real long one, but I thought it was just Very really interesting, interesting yeah. in Vienna, Austria. Wow. Which I think Vienna is the capital of Austria, uh, but I'm not sure because no. I suck at geography. Yeah. Like, I'm not even sure I know the capital of Tennessee. It's okay. We don't need to get into capitals. I, I agree. Capital murder is the only capital we do. I like with. to get into a, a capital Bloody Mary. What I, I did, I gave I know, one. I just got one. It's empty. Well, I know where there's more. I have a little bit more, but not, I mean, I'm going to finish that right after this. Mm. So, anyway, that's the deal. Mm. That's the whole deal. That's the whole SD deal. That SD. She's something else, isn't she? She's something. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I don't, I don't really want any ice cream today. No. I'm, I'm glad we're just doing some French silk yeah. pasta. And I ate mine while you were doing your story, mm -hmm. and I have to tell you, it is oh fantastic. Gosh. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. I'm, I'm so I'm proud of say, you. I think I did too. Tomorrow we have to do the whipped cream. Yes. And then we taste the whole thing together. Yes. I will say that I don't know how to make chocolate curls, so I'm putting the recipe said I could put chocolate chip, like mini chocolate chips, on top of it. Yeah. If I wanted to, so that's it's going to look a little bit different from a authentic French right. soap pop. So this is going to be a French-ish soap pop, <laughs> but it's the, it's the American version. Right. So anyway, um, I think it tastes real good, though. Oh, gosh. The flavor is, is amazing. And it's real creamy. It's, it's not smooth. It's not it's chunky. Not There's creamy. no chunky no, matter. No, a really good job. So I think I did okay. It's not scrambled eggs. It is. <laughs> Thank God. So happy for that. And I will tell you that I got this from... Sally's Baking Addiction, is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah, I really used, like her. As a matter of fact, I just signed our email up for her um, oh, newsletter. Good. Very so, good. Yeah. Nice. She gives you different recipes and then different kitchen tips and stuff like that. And I thought yeah. I would enjoy that. 
So if anybody wants the recipe, you can either go on there or you can just write to us on our email, which is murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. And Trout is making a fuss. Because he knows it's almost to the end. And don't forget, we have our website up and you can listen directly from the website, which is wonderful. And that is called sugarcoatedpod.com. Sugarcoatedcod.com. No. <laughs> no. No, Facebook page and our and our Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at Sugarcoated Murder, and you can find us on Facebook, Sugarcoated Murder Podcast. Yeah, just come find us, um, email us, reach out to us, let us know you're listening. We so appreciate everybody that yes. listens. We're ha- we're still having fun, and we hope y'all are still having fun. Yes, and I want to make mention, um, make, make our friend Andrea. Yes, that was on our podcast. Has been on our podcast before. She and some of her colleagues have started a podcast called Magical Mystical Journeys. Magical Mystical Mystical Journeys. Journeys. Um, That's Andrea St. Amand, uh, Katie Valentine, and Amy Renee Krause. Nice. So they talk about angels and saints and more things mystical and magical. They tackle touchy touchy topics. <laughs> that, like that, that being may illuminate in us or how historically the figure may have been portrayed. Nice. Their episodes include a meditation and loads of personal experiences mm-hmm. with spirit. Yes. All the podcast places. Yeah, Podbean. iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or TuneIn. TuneIn means you can ask Alexa to play mystical, magical, what's it? Mystical, magical, no, people, people, <laughs> listen, don't listen to her. Don't listen to me. Magical, mystical journey. You're the one that started. No. You're the one that tried to say we were doing clubfish. Magical, mystical journeys. Give them a listen. Yes. We love Support it. Support them. Yeah, when local um, people get together and they want to start podcasting together. and It's nice. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. And podcasting community needs to support one another. And, and we do. We support them. her fully. And we hope you all do too. Give her a listen. Give her a shout out. We, miss, show we her wish y'all a great deal of success. Yes. And, and we are sending all the sugar-coated love to them. Sugar-coated love too. Magical, mystical journeys. Yes. Yes. And guys, we just love you. We, we do. just freaking love you. I hope y'all have a great week. Have a good week. Y'all stay sweet. Yes. And we're going to eat some pie. All right. Bye now. Bye. All right. Now we got our pie. We have our pie. We're ready. I made the homemade whipped cream, which was really easy. And then I just plopped it on there and spread it out and then sprinkled some mini chocolate chips on it. And so. it's gorgeous. Hopefully it, it's passable. It's nothing like you oh see in the magazine. It's but. exactly what I've seen in restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Mm-mm. Mm. Oh, my God. I know. I think I did it. You did it. I can't believe it. It's so exciting. Oh, my gosh. I don't have to, like, just wait until I go to that one restaurant in right. the area that has the good chocolate yeah. pie. Oh, my gosh. You can just plan I for it. I wish y'all were here. Oh, gosh. I wish everybody could be sitting around the table with us 
having some pie and chatting and having some really good sugar-coated murder time. Yeah. Maybe when the pandemic's over, we can start doing a little bit of that. Yes, definitely. Having a fan fan over for recordings. And if nothing else, for our long-distance fans, Mm -hmm. maybe we can start doing, like, cooking time together where we send everybody the recipe, we all plan the ingredients, and we get online and do it together. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, and you and I can talk about murder while we're all baking together. Right. Very good. So, anyway, guys, y'all stay sweet. We love you to pieces, and we'll talk to y'all real soon. We're going to gobble up this pie. Bye. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.